What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Stand Up Guys podcast, episode 172. I'm your host, Incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by, oh, AJ, we're back to the classic intro, the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, eating that poon, never stopping too soon, the clit licking, never quitting, having fun making, female genitalia run, the phenomenal one, AJ Singh. What's up, everybody? Got to clean that one up a little bit. Mm. Um, AJ, what's been going on in your neck of the woods this week? Not much, man. Like, you know the weather out here is so bad. I've been trying to get out and exercise every day, but it's wild. I went for a jog in the rain today. It was just, my my clothes were soaked. Yeah, Portland in the wintertime, man. It's it's a lot of rain. Yeah. Can't escape it. I got to say, being from Montana, like, I do miss the snow every now and again. But really? then, yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to have around a, a little bit. But then in Montana, you get too much of it, it, it right. got it for months on end and that's like too much so i don't know there's got to be a spot where you can go and just have a happy in between you know what i mean well i mean it's been kind of like fairly consistent in march it snows like somewhat like maybe for like a week or so yeah we've gotten a few like skips of snow here like every once in a while you'll get one but i don't know yeah. it, it when you're from a place that has snow it doesn't feel like christmas time right there's no snow it feels weird right um AJ, the only thing I really watched of any consequence is I, I finished up that Justified City Primeval show that I was talking okay. about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good show. Um, if, if you're a fan of the original Justified, I would say totally check it out. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if the, the whole, they're planning on doing another miniseries. Like, this ends conclusively, but they, they did tack a little thing on the last episode where they're like, oh, we could do some more stuff if people want it. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So like... Uh, yeah, I just like that character. I like that show. I think Timothy Oliphant's a good actor, and he's just yeah. good in that, those kind of uh, roles. Uh, but AJ, I thought what we could do for today is uh, we're we're nearing the end of 2023, and um, so uh, I found a list, and I'm sure this list is very subject to change because of like you know the actor strike and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I got a list of not every movie coming out next year, but a lot of like the big ones and the ones we would be, uh, you know, more likely to see in a theater, that that sort of thing. So right. I thought we could go through this list of most anticipated movies, and I'll just uh, you know take your temperature on these, see uh, if if there's something uh, you're excited about, something you could care less about, and and something you think uh, would be worth reviewing on the show or not. And uh, we'll see what we got. Sounds um, good. All right. Uh, so January, where traditionally uh, where movies go to suck, is where they dump them in January. Uh, we got a movie. Uh, I don't care anything about uh, 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 a new Mean Girls movie of oh. all things. Yeah. How many are there? There's one so far. Well, there was one. The original they really released theatrically. I want to say they they probably made some like straight to streaming ones i don't know yeah, for sure so. but i think they yeah. did and this third you know, one's gonna be just like like new people probably all over again you know i heard such good things like about the first one and so i eventually did watch it and i was like it's fine but i don't understand why there's people that love it you know what i mean yeah i don't understand that sometimes yeah but apparently the original movie inspired a um stage show like a, a play and so that in turn, like, uh, inspired this version, um, which I, I remember I watched some movie in the theaters and they had a trailer for this and I think they were singing. So I don't know if it's like maybe partly a musical as well this time around, okay. um, but man, it says the original came out in 2004. That seems like, man, that's 20 years. No, that's about, yeah, that's right. That, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan was like, how old was she in that movie? 17? Yeah, probably something like that. And you've seen her now. She's a grown-ass <laughs> woman. Like, well, she aged quickly because of all yeah. the dr- drugs and alcohol, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought maybe she'd have some sort of comeback, like, career-wise. Yeah, but, uh, but I haven't she, seen she her forever. surgery or something on her face that just – I hate – I just wish these celebrities would just leave their faces alone. They look, they're look they already in Hollywood. You know you look good. Why are you doing that to yourself? So many of them do it, though. There's just so much yeah. pressure and so many of them cave. But, yeah, most of the times it's for worse results. Yeah. Man, have you seen recent uh, photos of Madonna? She looks oh, terrible. Man. Yeah. It's so sad when you see these, like, people that could have just aged gracefully and still been pretty hot. But they just, yeah. like, ugh. I mean, look at, um, what's her name? Uh, Helen Mirren? 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, she she was in that movie with Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, that college movie. Tara, Tara Reed, Sharknado. Tara oh, Reed. yeah. She got a bunch of work done, too, didn't she? Yeah, and she was so young and already so beautiful. And she did this in her in the prime of her life. She got surgery, and she just completely altered her look. It was not not for the better. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy sometimes. I, I yeah. never understood, like, the collagen lip injection just because I – I don't know. I guess I, I don't look at women with big lips and I'm like, oh yeah, that does it for me. I'm just like, I don't care at all, you know. I mean, I get to some extent. Like, you don't want like no lips, you know. Like, you want some, some, you know, something there. But I've seen it to where like people do it really well, and then they keep going and they keep going, and it just goes overboard. And it's like you had it, and then you lost it, you know. Like Meg Ryan, she used to be pretty cute, but then she did that, and it, like looks weird, you know. Yeah. Man, AJ, we talked about this uh, this movie, uh, I think, last episode. I had no idea. Maybe it probably said on the trailer, but I had no idea it was coming out this soon. February 14th, uh, so, oh, Valentine's uh, Day. Uh, Madam Web. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. Uh, it says, Sony Spider-Man <laughs> uh, movie franchise without Spider-Man has had highs. They say Venom, which I haven't seen the Venom movies, but I'm guessing they're not uh, <laughs> highs and lows. Morbius, I, I can agree with that one. Uh, well, Madam- for for their universe, Venom is high. Like that's, that's as high true. as you get. Yeah. You're really voting or grading on a a, a curve with <laughs> yeah. that one. Um, but Madam Web, which shows Dakota Johnson as a clairvoyant Spidey side character, might be worth sticking around for, even if Peter Parker himself never shows up. Uh, Sydney Sweeney, Adam Scott, and Zoziah Mamet co-star. Um, I can't imagine this movie being good. I no. just, boy. Okay, March 1st. Now, I am excited about this one, uh, Dune Part 2. Uh, so the first installment, uh, installment's day and date release on HBO Max, initially put this sequel into question, but WB thankfully saw fit to give Denis Villeneuve the green light. Part two sees big names like Florence Pugh, uh, Leia Sedu, Austin Butler, and Christopher Walken join the cast as Villeneuve tells the second half of Frank Herbert's epic sci-fi novel. You know, I, I, I did like the first one. I think it was maybe there was a lot of setup in it, though. So I'm like, I'm kind of hoping this one has a little more action in it. Um, yeah, yeah. The first one, I I, I, I kind of like lost interest in the first one, like halfway through. I just really got bored. A lot I think of there's some really cool visuals in it, though. Yeah, the visuals are great, absolutely. Yeah. But you know, just the story—it was just—it was a lot of setup. But uh, yeah, I hope the story goes somewhere. It picks up a lot, and we get some intrigue. I hope it gets better. <laughs> I think I'm a little more into it just because uh, Denis Villeneuve directed Blade Runner 2049, which mm. is one of my favorite movies of like the last ten years. Just like really, yeah, I've heard good things. Man, mm. it's so good. It's so good. Mm. Uh, man, this article. It actually, for whatever reason, uh, blanked out the name of this next movie, but it's it's another Kung Fu Panda movie. One of oh, these okay. kids' franchises that just keeps going. I don't know if this is three, four, five. I don't know how many of these things they've made. Right. Uh, they made another one that comes out March 8th. I, I did watch the first one like ages ago when it first came out, and I was like, this is fine. I, I never watched any of the others, but like, I don't know. To me, it's... It doesn't speak to me. It's not one of those animated things that speaks to me as an adult. As an adult, I think it's just like, I don't know, fun for kids. Yeah. Did you watch any of those movies? Yeah, I thought Kung Fu Panda was okay. It was it was like typical formula, you know? Right. Um, okay, well, we did review the first one of these on the show. Uh, so March 29th, uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, uh, oh, wow. sequel uh, to the last uh, Ghostbusters movie. Um, we don't have a lot of confirmed details about this sequel, except that director Jason Reitman has been replaced by Gil Keenan, who directed Monster House and Poltergeist 2015. Now, I never saw, well, I've never seen a Poltergeist movie, but I know that remake is supposed to be terrible. So that doesn't get me excited. Uh, no. um, apparently, he co-wrote Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was the last movie. Uh, we also know that stars, stars Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, and Paul Rudd are returning joined by names like Kumal Nanjiani and Pat Oswalt. And lastly, we also know that the film setting will indeed be New York and the firehouse from the original films, which was teased at the end of Afterlife. Ghostbusters, like, is a weird franchise because, like, uh, you know, the first movies are great. And then, like, they had that weird all-female one, which I wanted to be great, but was terrible. And then yeah. there was, you know, this franchise, which I thought I thought the first one was okay. 
I thought it was a weird direction to bring it into like, you know, like it's kind of like young adult type of genre, you know, when the first ones really were just like an action comedy. Um, so it's weird that they're trying like new tones and stuff with it. But, um, you know, I'm on board for it. I'll, I'll probably give this a watch unless the reviews just come out and it's like straight up terrible. But yeah, I, I mean, I I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. I would have been more excited, I think, if Jason Reitman, the director of the first one, was still on board yeah. for this one. Yeah. That's something you see with a lot of sequels where you're like, oh, the person that was, you know, a big part of why you liked the first one isn't on the second one. And you're like, eh, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, This next one is an original sci-fi movie called Mickey 17, uh, directed by Bong Joon-ho. And it stars Robert Pattinson. It says, uh, South Korean director uh, Bong Joon-ho follows up his Academy Award winning film Parasite. With this adaptation of the sci-fi novel Mickey 7. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's Mickey 7 or 17 because the title says 17, but here it says 7. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Robert Pattinson stars as a disposable employee, one whose body is regenerated without previous memories intact every time he dies on a mission to colonize a distant world. I mean, that might be okay, but have you ever seen the movie um, Moon with so- Sam Rockwell? No. Like, I haven't seen that movie. I only saw it once, but I want to say the plot of that movie was kind of similar. Mm. Like, he found out, like, um, like he was uh, an employee working on the moon, and then all of a sudden, like, a clone of his shows up. And I think the thing was, it was like he found out that, like, he was, like, this disposable clone that was going to die, and then the other guy was going to take over. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so this sounds similar uh, to that. Um did you watch Parasite? It was like the, you know, one yeah. picture of the year. I thought that was an okay movie. Again, it's one of those things where I watched it once. I don't think it's anything I'd ever watch again, but I was like, yeah, this right. is okay. Yeah, it was fun that one. Oh, uh, man. I just saw a trailer for this movie, too, and I'm like, man, they're still making these. Uh, so April 12th, 2024, uh, Godzilla X Kong, The New Empire. <laughs> what? How are they still fighting? They just did, they squashed everything. They dealt with it. Well, I think... I think um, it doesn't say versus Kong. It says X Kong. I think they're teaming up in this. And that's the sense I got from watching the trailer as well. Um, right. It's, it's the like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're buddies now and they're teaming up. I, I don't understand it. What, you know, whatever gene makes you care about like giant monsters fighting. I, I was not given it. I could care less about these movies. Oh, there are people who have like that. That's a whole, that's a whole thing. Like, I don't know why, but it's so popular, especially in Japan. But yeah. And from what I understand, you know, every once in a while, like the Japanese, they have it's some sort of weird rights issues where like the Japanese uh, filmmakers can still make con- or Godzilla movies, but then these guys can too. And I know there was there's like a Godzilla movie out right now from Japan called like Godzilla minus one or something. And I think it's mm. actually getting pretty good reviews. Like people are digging it. Uh, I think I'm guessing like a boner people have for like giant things destroying buildings, like just kaiju's or whatever, like just just leveling cities. It's so boring to me though when it's just <laughs> destruction and you don't yeah. care. It's just I don't know mindless destruction. Uh, right. But anyway, it says the two greatest kaiju of all time are back for round two in the follow up to the Monster versus 2021 showdown. However, the synopsis suggests that they might be allies from the start rather than enemies this time around. As Godzilla and Kong will face a colossal, undiscovered threat hidden within our world, Dan Stevens has been cast as the lead of the film, alongside returning GVK uh, Godzilla vs. Kong actors Rebecca Hall, Brian Tyree Henry, and Kaylee Hoddle. Uh, Adam Wingard, who directed the previous bout, will be behind the camera for this one, too. So, yeah, man, I just cannot get excited about these movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember during COVID, uh, we actually did review Godzilla vs. Kong just because it was on the HBO mm-hmm. app. And yeah, I thought that was terrible. <laughs> it was, yeah. I remember when I was thinking it was very stupid. Like all the human characters were just making like nonsensical decisions. And, yeah. and then it was just like mindless violence and its destruction. And it was just like, I don't get it. Yeah, it didn't seem like there's a lot, a lot of thought put into the plot of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um,. <sighs> Man, this here is like a relationship movie. April 26, 2024, Challenger, uh, starring Zendaya and, and two guys in some sort of love triangle. Uh, oh, yeah. Doesn't, I hate uh, those kinds of movies. Yeah, it doesn't interest me at all. Yeah. 
Um, I recently saw the trailer for this movie, and like, I didn't love the trailer, but uh, it's directed by David Leach, who has done a lot of um, uh, action movies that I have liked, so I might give it a shot. Uh, the Fall Guy, starring uh, Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt. Um, David Leach, a former stuntman who previously helmed uh, John Wick, Atomic Blonde, Deadpool 2, and Hobbs and Shaw. Well, you can take Hobbs and Shaw maybe off his resume. Uh-huh. Uh, is tackling a film ad- adaptation of the 80s TV show about a stuntman who moonlights as a bounty hunter. Um, sounds right up his alley. Uh, Ryan Gosling will play lead against uh, Emily Blunt. Did you see the trailer for this one? It, I know it played at the last movie I saw in theaters. No, I didn't see the trailer for it. It does seem like a typical Ryan Gosling type movie, though, like these days. Um, yeah, he I mean, has been. I'm thinking Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, all right. He's been also doing, uh, you know, sillier roles. I haven't seen Barbie yet, but, you know, his role is oh, Ken. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, okay. he seems like he's doing movies he where he can like get. In that movie, yeah, right? it seems like he's doing movies where he can do a little more comedy, be a little sillier. And this one's like that, too. Okay. Um, well, speaking of Ryan Reynolds, uh, May 17th, 2024, If, a movie called If, uh, directed by John Krasinski. Uh, John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds, both of whom also star in the film, developed this fantasy comedy, also written by Krasinski, about a young girl who learns she has the ability to see imaginary friends, hence the title If, uh, that have been abandoned. Reynolds and Krasinski are joined by massive voice cast, presumably for the imaginary friends, that includes Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Matt Damon, Steve Carell, Emily Blunt, Aquafina, and more. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Um, it's probably going to be one of those comedies that's like fine, <laughs> okay. but like, I- I'm guessing it's not something I'm going to see a trailer for and be like, "Ooh, I got to see that one in theaters." You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Ooh, AJ. Now this one, th- this uh, actually might be my most anticipated movie of next year, and I just saw the trailer for it. Uh, so May 24th, 2024, Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy will play a younger version of the war rig driving badass Imperator Furiosa in this prequel to Mad Max Fury Road, one of the best films of the century so far. George Miller will naturally direct once more, and Chris Hemsworth will co-star in the movie, which tells the tale of Furiosa's kidnapping and her rise through Morton Joe's ranks. Now... AJ, to this day, I've never seen any of the original three Mad Max movies. Maybe I should go back and watch those. But I thought Mad Max Fury Road was fantastic. I love that. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember liking it. Um, I do have questions, about, though. I mean, I feel like women in that post-apocalyptic society wouldn't really have a chance to, like, develop themselves. <laughs> Considering how, uh, what was his name? Mortis Joe treated Immort- his uh, concubines. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing about – that's one thing about the Mad Max world is it's just so bleak. Things almost always go from worse to worse, you know? Yeah. But that's the thing that's compelling is just seeing, like, how how's this person going to, going to survive and rise up the ranks of this just, like, terrible society, you know? Right, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I just love Mad Max Fury Road so much. It was so – it's such a different movie, like – and it's beautiful to look at too, man. He, he knows mm. how to shoot. Like, he makes the desert look interesting, which is hard to yeah. do. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I just love Bad Max Fury Road. And, like, the stunts in it are, like, insane. Like, it's one of those movies you watch and you're like, I don't know how, like, 30 stuntmen didn't die filming this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's pretty... Also, I, I thought the storyline wasn't too bad, considering, like, it's a pretty straightforward story, but they added enough, like, stuff to it to where it, like, fleshed out and it made sense. It was fun to watch. That's another crazy thing about it. It's literally like they drive from point A to point B yeah. and then find out, oh, we got to turn around and go back to point A. It's right. that's all the really is like plot wise, but somehow like it's insanely good. Yeah. Um, May 24th, 2024, an mo- animated movie. I don't care about uh, Garfield starring Chris Pratt. Mm. Uh, after Chris Pratt voiced Mario, he went, um, uh, where there are no more animated characters to conquer. Um, oh, he wept for there was no more animated characters to conquer. Just kidding. He'll be voicing everybody's favorite lasagna-loving, Monday-hating cat, Garfield, in a new movie adaptation of the long-running comic strip. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson will voice uh, Vic, Garfield's father. I mean, they had to give him... That seems like a weird choice. Like, oh, we're going to give yeah. Garfield a father and make this a, a father-son romp. That is weird, yeah. You think of uh, John as Garfield's 
right, all their right. spots owner, yeah. Man, I don't, I mean, I did read Garfield strips as a kid, and like I did watch the uh, animated series they had when we were kids, which, in all honesty, wasn't very good, but I still watched right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not excited for this at all. No. It is weird that they are getting Chris Pratt to voice so many things, like the Lego movies. He he was a voice, and then uh, they're like really said, pushing him. Like his yeah, agent uh, is doing something amazing over there. Like he's getting him work. Now Mario and Garfield. Yeah. And you know they'll make like probably at least two, if not a million more Mario movies. Oh yeah. Of, um, next, this is a movie I probably won't watch in theaters, but I probably will eventually catch it on streaming because I watched the other three. Uh, May 24th, 2024, uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, Caesar, the chimpanzee who led the apes to world domination, died at the end of 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. Man, they're just spoiling right here in the description. Yeah, I uh, the, the third film in the reboot trilogy of the classic sci-fi franchise. However, there's more monkey business to be had. Um, West Ball, who helmed the Maze Runner films, directs the fourth film in the series, which takes place many years after the events of war. I got to say, like, I've never watched those Maze Runner films, but I don't think they have the highest reputation. So that director probably doesn't get me super excited <laughs> for this, but uh, mm. we'll see. Have you watched any of those movies? No. Planet of the Apes movies? No. I never watched any of the old ones just because I was like, <laughs> I know people love them, but we just, just see like, uh, you know, obviously guys in monkey, ape, well, ape suits. You're like, yeah. I don't know. This is a tough watch. Exactly. <laughs> but these ones with the, like the newer CGI and stuff, I, I checked them out. And like, I don't think they're must watches, but they're entertaining enough. Uh, okay. okay, AJ, this one actually intrigues me. I wish it had a different director, but uh, June 7th, 2024, uh, Ballerina, the first spinoff film of the John Wick universe, Stars Ana de Armas as one of the female assassins trained by the Ruska Roma, uh, the criminal organization headed by Angelica Houston's director, and which was glimpsed in John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Details are thin so far, but we know it will be another revenge tale, and we know that it will be set specifically between the events of Chapter 3 and Chapter 4, so Keanu Reeves and his Continental cohorts will also appear. Um, so this all sounds good, and I'm a... Uh, Man, Anna Darmus, man, she's such a babe. I would watch her in almost anything. Um, yeah, she's really pretty. Yeah. It's directed by Len Wiseman. And I, I should have pulled up his IMDb because I know I've heard his name on things. But I don't think he's ever directed anything of, like, real, like, noted quality. You know, I think he's just kind What's of one name? of those uh, – Len Wiseman. I think I've he's just kind of one of those middle-of-the-road action, you know, directors. Okay. Um, but, you know, my thinking is, like – like the direction helped the John Wick movies, but really, if they got the same like stunt team that worked on the John Wick movies, I have to imagine this will have some pretty good action in it. So, like, I am but, still kind of excited to see it. I know that guy, uh, the Chad Staholic or whatever his name. Like, he was like the Stahelski. Stahelski. He was like the director of the first one. I think he had involvement in the next ones too. Yeah, I believe. I believe him and David Leach, who we mentioned as the director of the Fall guy. I think they kind of co-directed the first john wick and then mm -hmm. the other ones were chad stahelski by himself okay and then yeah the spinoff is is len wiseman but um oh. man i'm i'm hopeful i i like the john wick universe and i'm glad well i'm glad that it's a uh with this film is like a thing that they're doing spinoffs because i think there's a lot of cool thing they could do with that world you know i haven't like been too interested in watching spinoffs of it i, I just i like Keanu, I just like him. He's he draws people, you know. He's like a, a charismatic person. So like so far, I've been watching all the ones that he's in, and if they get another one that's gonna have him in it, I'm interested. So, I mean, he he's great, but my thinking is like the world they set up with all like the different like assassin guilds and things, and yeah. and um, just all the different factions, and like even in, in in John Wick Four, I remember there was kind of that that subplot with. Um, the Japanese guy and his daughter that we were thinking uh -huh. like, Oh, like they could make a movie with her now, you know? And yeah. I would totally be up for that. So like, as long, like to me that like, yes, Keanu is like a selling point, but like the great action is the other selling point. Just like, I think the choreography on those movies is better than almost every other action franchise. Mm -hmm. Like that's what makes them stick out to me. It's just like that's the true, insane yeah. choreography. choreography so, so like, uh, is almost anything I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I hope I hope there's good writing and stuff too, but the, the, really the action is what, what uh, carries I mean, those movies. It's, it's, it's up there with Jackie Chan. Like, it's not the same, but it's it's up there. Like, that's high-quality high content right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Another one of these. Uh, June 14th, 2024. Bad Boys 4. Oh, um, boy. There's the, 60. <laughs> if the third film in the Bad Boys franchise had gotten a different title, then this fourth installment could have easily been named Bad Boys for Life. That's true. They weren't really planning because they called the Bad Boys 3 Bad Boys for Life. I mean... Yeah. I was like, come on, you should have held out, you know? Exactly, yeah. Should have been more optimistic. <laughs> uh, but we will see detectives uh, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett reunite for another explosive action adventure. Um, yeah, I don't care. I, I saw I saw the first Bad Boys like forever ago. Um, and I was like, eh, it, it's fine once. And then somehow I watched the second one, which felt like it was about five hours long and i just thought it was terrible you know both of those yeah. ones are michael bay uh movies but the second one is even more egregious michael bay uh yeah. i didn't watch the third one which i don't think is a michael bay movie probably directed by the same guys that are doing this one but yeah it's just a franchise that i don't personally care about i never watched any of them you're not missing to be honest yeah um this one here i will watch when it hits streaming i probably don't probably won't go and see it in theaters but um June 14th, 2024, Inside Out 2. Um, I think we've talked about this on the show, but I think Inside Out is is definitely up there as one of my favorite uh, Disney Pixar uh, movies. I think it's really good. So I'm glad to see that they're uh, using that concept again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wonderful Pixar film Inside Out showed us what things are like inside uh, of an emotional young girl's head. How do you raise the stakes for the sequel? Go inside a teenager's head, of course. Inside Out 2 will revisit Riley now that she's in college, and it will fittingly introduce a host of new emotions. There are reports that, uh, aside from Amy Poehler, not all the original voice cast, whose ranks included Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling, will return for the sequel. It's kind of weird. You would think of being just a, a voice role, they could have got all those people back. Yeah, for but... sure. <laughs> you don't have to film at the same time or anything. <laughs> um, next, this one confuses me. So June 28th, 2024... Um, a Quiet Place Day One. With the thrilling exception of the second movie's opening scene, the action in A Quiet Place franchise has taken place after the superhearing, super deadly aliens have already invaded and destroyed society as we know it. As the title here implies, the third film in the series will show the first days of the alien attack, well before anybody knows what's going on or what to expect, expect from these monsters. And it will be directed by Michael Sarnowski who gave us one of Nicolas Cage's best performance ever in 2021's Pig. While most of the cast uh, announced so far are new, we will see the return of Jaiman Hansu's character from Part 2. So I saw the first Quiet Place movie, which I thought was, you know, a fine little horror movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the second one, but I remember in seeing the trailer for the second one, it looked like they were revisiting, like, how it all started. So, like, I didn't know if that was just, like, a quick flashback in the second movie um, rather than it like being a prequel. Cause this definitely seems like a prequel. I don't know. Did you see but, a quiet place too? No. Did you see the first one? No, I haven't seen either one. Um, Cause you like horror movies, right? Yeah. But I've been, I've been laying off lately getting oh. older. You just get more like, I don't know. It's just, you don't need more negativity in your life. When you're older. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, the concept is like these aliens invade and they're basically blind but they got super duper hearing so like everybody's mm-hmm. got to try to be as silent as possible um <laughs> the weird thing is though like one of the big plot points of the first movie is emily blunt's character is is pregnant and like eventually she has to have the baby but i'm like did they have just like really like first of all if you're in that uh, apocalyptic place like be careful and don't have kids but then i'm right. like were they just having like super quiet sex like how is that baby conceived yeah and i mean i get that's post-apocalyptic maybe you don't have protection everywhere but i would think that would be a priority before having sex to make sure you don't get pregnant (laughs) it's a decent movie though if you're ever in the mood for a a horror flick again okay okay yeah i've heard good things man aj we've already mentioned uh garfield and kung fu panda and like these animated franchises i don't care about at all well here's Mm -hmm. one more July 3rd, 2024, Despicable Me 4. Oh. Uh, 
Don't forget which master the minions serve. Coming two years after the last installment in the franchise, the spinoff Minions, The Rise of Gru, Despicable Me is going back to the mainline series. Though there are no specific details at this point about the trouble Gru and the minions will get up to this time around. And who the hell cares? I mean, apparently yeah. somebody does because those movies make gobs of money. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. I think the last movie they made got memed really hard. Like, people were throwing coins at the screen and, like, making, like, a, a crazy scene at the theaters. Like, people were dressing up in suits. It was a weird thing. It was a... Like, oh, like, minion cosplay and stuff? Yeah. So weird. Mm-hmm. I have, like, an aunt on Facebook who's, like, really into minions and, like, she's all constantly <laughs> posting, like, minions memes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, boy, you got to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> Does she have kids? Yeah, kids that are older than me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, oh, boy. It's it's not the summer movie season, uh, AJ, if you don't have, uh, uh, you know, sequels that you're like, who asked for? Yeah. Um, so July 19th, 2024, um, Twisters, the long-awaited sequel to oh Twister. Oh, my gosh. Finally. <laughs> Originally planned as a remake of the 1996 disaster movie Twister, Twisters eventually took form as a sequel, though it's being called a new chapter, and it isn't clear if we will ha- if it'll have any connection to its predecessor. Uh, Minari director Lee Isaac Chung makes the leap from indie drama to summer blockbuster with Daisy Edgar Jones, Glenn Powell, and Anthony Ramos set to star. Man, I remember, like, as a kid in the 90s, like, Twister did seem like it was a big thing. But, yeah. man, if you look at the effects of that movie now, it kind of looks like crap, sure. you know? Yeah. So I'm sure the effects will be even better. But, like, does anybody care? No. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It seems like one of those concept, worn-out con. Like, for a single movie, fine. But, like, I don't, I just don't see people caring about this. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be a big hit. Yeah. Um, okay, AJ, probably um, given that most of the uh, superhero movies coming out next year are the in the Sony-verse, uh, mm-hmm. I think this is my most anticipated um, uh, superhero movie. So July 26, 2024, Deadpool 3. Okay. Uh, the, the Merc with a Mouth is back, and so, and so is Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. The first Deadpool movie since Disney bought Fox will certainly be a sight to behold as the Ryan Reynolds-led franchise is uh, beloved for its R-rated humor. How that will blend with the MCU's decidedly PG-13 tone is a mystery, as is how and why Jackman is unsheathing Wolverine's claws after the acclaimed swan song that uh, was Logan. Now, they don't mention in this article, but I think Disney has said in the past that this movie will be R-rated rather than PG-13. So it's just kind of weird because I think this movie is going to have like probably the most connections to the X-Men. Yeah, for sure. So, you know... Uh, kind of weird that Deadpool 3 is going to be that movie that, you know, maybe bridges to the X-Men the most. But at the same time, like, are you talking about, like, the fact that they're having, like, they're having R rating for this movie with the X-Men? Or are you just saying that Deadpool is just weird that's, like... Not the R... Yeah, just just that Deadpool's, like, been this comedy series, and now it seems like it's going to be, I was surprised by that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised that that's the one they introduced this whole... Like, they connect the whole multiverse to, like, in Deadpool. That's strange to me. And, I mean, is it going to be on Disney Plus at some point? Like, rated R? Are they going to do that? I think so, because, like, um, when Disney brought those um, Netflix, uh, like, Daredevil uh, and and those shows, Punisher over, I remember Mm -hmm. there being a thing where they're, like, you can now set um, uh, your app so, like, the kids can't access those shows. So, like, I think Disney is finally being more open to having somewhat more adult material on the Disney app. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know exactly what Disney's going to do. Because they do own, I think, pretty much fully now Hulu as well. So, I guess they could just throw it on Hulu. But True. I've also heard that they might eventually combine Hulu and, and Disney kind of into one app. And I think mm-hmm. in other countries besides the U.S., it's kind of already that way. So. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think they're just going to have to, like, be like, yeah, we have both adult material and younger material now. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one, I'm not interested at all, especially uh, because I've heard, like, it's been on the, like, this movie was shot, like, I think a couple of years ago and it's just been sitting on the shelf. So August mm-hmm. 9th, 2024, 
Borderlands. Uh, get ready for some outer space shenanigans as Eli Roth, another thing, I've never been a big Eli Roth uh, fan, takes the helm of this adaptation of the popular and wacky video game series. The cast includes big names like Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, and Jack Black, and the film was written by Craig Mazin, who recently helped make a hit out of uh, another acclaimed video game franchise, The Last of Us. Um, I mean, to be fair, I've never played the Borderland games because I'm not really into first-person shooters. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, like I've seen some Eli Roth movies. They've never really done it for me. And like I, this movie, like I said, I think it was filmed a couple years ago and it's just kind of been sitting on the shelf. So it makes you go like, oh, why aren't they releasing this? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I played and the so, Borderlands games and like they're good, but I don't know how you can make a movie out of them. Like you have to make a series out of them. It, I just don't see how they can make a movie. Yeah, like the only Borderlands related thing I have played is um, when Telltale uh, was making games. They had the Telltale uh, Tales from the Borderlands game, which mm-hmm. was very good, uh, yeah. but I think kind of very separate from what's actually going on in the mainline Borderlands uh, game. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. I don't have a lot of faith in this movie though. Right. Um, August 16th, 2024, um, untitled alien movie. Um, the new film comes from don't breathe director Fede Alvarez and will follow a group of young people on a distant world who find themselves in a confrontation with the most terrifying life form in the universe, in the universe. Um, man, Aliens, like, I've seen some of the Aliens movies, but I've never been, like, won over by them. They're just, I don't know. Yeah. Have, no, you, seen, been, have you seen them? I've seen a little bit of them. I've seen breakdowns and stuff. They just don't intrigue me. They're 280s. They're just, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I saw them. Maybe if I would have saw them when I was younger, I would be more into them. I didn't see them till like, you know, a few years ago. And I'm just like, I don't see what the big deal is. I know some people love them. I just, I don't get it, really. I think the thing is, like, with certain movies that were, like, big hits in the 80s and 70s, they've been remade over and over again into, like, modern movies that are a little bit, maybe we're used to the modern ones. And we go back and see the original that created it all that, you know, nobody could have imagined making this movie before that movie. And we're like, well, we've seen it and we've seen it done differently. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's one of the tricky things about making sequels to, like, originals that, you know, are are that old is... uh... Sometimes that happens, you know. Because I, I heard with uh, the director of... Uh, there was an episode of uh, Star Trek where uh, they looped the day over and over again, but with minor changes. You know, like Groundhog's Day kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, right. But um, there was an episode of Star Trek where people, they were so confused by the concept of like, what is going on? This episode keeps restarting. Like something's wrong with the way they're airing it, you know? So they called the local station. And they were like, hey, there's something wrong with the way you're airing this episode. It keeps restarting <laughs> over and over again. And like nobody was nobody knew about the concept and it was just so weird to people at first that once Star Trek did it, then other people were able to do it and like actually do it like, you know, to where people could understand the concept more and get into it. But, you know, at first it's something nobody's ever even heard of or thought of. It's just so it can break your brain a little bit. <laughs> you know, that is true. And now it's a concept like we're very used to, like the Groundhog's Day concept. Even like the Madam yeah. Web trailer had that Groundhog's Day thing yeah. where she keeps like Loki had it, yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. people use it all the time. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that Happy Death Day horror movie, but it used it oh, yeah, as that's, well. Yeah, that's got it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I imagine the first time somebody experienced that, it's like, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it is very weird to be like, oh, I'm so confused. I'm actually going to call the TV station <laughs> rather <laughs> than just, like, keep watching, you know, and think, oh, maybe I'll figure this out. I go, no, I'm going to call up the TV station. Something's wrong. I got to call them. I have to step away just for a second. Let me grab some keys after hand to a family member. I'll be right back. Sorry oh, about this. No worries. I'll just keep rambling here to the audience. Um, let's see here. August 30th, 2024. Craven the Hunter. Um, originally set to appear sometime in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchise before it was discontinued by Sony. The classic Spidey villain uh, will make the jump to the big screen. The film will be directed by J.C. Chandor, who directed All is Lost and Triple Frontier, with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who per- portrayed Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver, and Avengers Age of Ultron, set to play the character. Now, folks, <laughs> I can't imagine 
anyone being excited for this. But if you are, please, for the love of God, comment down below and, and tell me why. Because I don't know. My thing is, even if you're a huge fan of Craven from the comics and other media, like these Sony movies have such a bad track record. Like, uh, I just can't feature people being uh, excited about this. But hey, uh, to each their own. I mean, uh, between this and Madam Web, I would, I would maybe go Craven the Hunter. Uh, but I remember like seeing the trailer for this, and um, I believe he gets his superpowers from like uh, a lion, like uh, bleeding on him or something. Uh, is Craven the Hunter? Yes, yes. So he August, gets superpowers from a lion bleeding on him. I think I, that's I'll, like the the rumor of how AIDS started. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a several months since I watched that first trailer they put out, but I want to say. Like a lion, he gets in a fight with a lion or something, and somehow their blood mixes and he gets powers from it. And it's, it's so like stupid. That's, insane. <laughs> that's like Morbius's bat thing, kind of, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I haven't read like a ton of Craven comics, but I don't like, I think in like for the most part in the comics, he's just like this, you know, buff guy who's really good at hunting. Maybe at some, <laughs> maybe at some point he probably did get powers, but I don't know. Spider-Man is so so uh, nerfed in even the comics. Like, how is he fighting a fat guy and a buff guy? Like, he's Spider-Man. He should be crushing these people. I know he holds back, but that much to where he's he could pummel, he could pop their heads with one soft punch of his. Like, uh, I don't get it. But Craven's gonna catch him in a net, and then he'll. <laughs> no, but I was just saying, like, I, I, I'm surprised anybody. If anybody can get excited for these Sony movies, like, good on you. But I don't know yeah. how. They have such a bad track record. Although, look, to be fair, I at some point I do need to watch the Venom movies. But I, Yeah, I'll watch those too. I mean, I heard they're okay. I don't know. Even if they don't really build anything, you know? And even with those, like, I heard a lot of people that liked the first one said the second one was right. terrible. So, like, even with people who are kind of into those they already have diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, September 6, 2024, uh, Beetlejuice 2. Tim Burton reteams with Michael Keaton to return to one of his early iconic characters in this sequel to 1988's Beetlejuice. Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara all are also both on board to reprise their characters Lydia and Delia Dietz, while Jenna Ortega joins the cast as Lydia's daughter. I gotta admit, AJ, for me... Beetlejuice is a total blind spot. Like, it was one of those movies that was, like, I know in the zeitgeist when I was a kid, and I think when I was very young, I saw maybe a scene out of this movie, and I was just like, oh, that seems like something weird that I'm not into. And I never actually watched the movie. So, like, I can't really say too much about it when never seeing the film. Have you seen the original? Several times. My my, my sister loves the movie. I'm okay with it, you know. Um, we've showed it to my nephews. It's uh it's it's a family, you know, we watch it. It's in the family. Are you excited for a sequel? I'm curious, you know, uh I do wonder like cuz I I don't know who they had play Beetlejuice the first one. I think it was a uh, Michael Keaton, right? Michael Keaton. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if they're going to replace him because no, no, I doubt they're going to get Michael Keaton. To... No, no, it says Tim Burton uh reteams with Michael Keaton, so wow. they're, they're yeah, they're in it. If he can keep up the same energy he had like however many years ago when he played the original i mean that seems strange to me that he'd be able to to channel that same kind of performance at this age but if he can do something even close to that or, or even just like you know a good take on it you know whatever it is i'd be very yeah i'm, I'm gonna watch it for sure maybe sometime uh this year or next year before it comes out i'll i'll finally have to like break down and watch beetlejuice yeah it's not bad it's not bad um speaking of franchises just keep going although this is a i guess a little different for this franchise so september 13th 2024 transformers one uh which i guess is going to be animated uh the transformer franchise returns to its roots with an animated prequel that explores the origins of the titular robots homeworld of cybertron and the rival rivalry between optimus prime and megatron it will be separate from the ongoing narrative of the live action films and it will be helmed by uh, Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley with Crims Hemsworth as the voice of Optimus Prime and Brian Tyree Henry as Megatron. Chris Hemsworth as Optimus Prime? Apparently. Um, <laughs> again, like, I don't even... 
Transformers is one of those things that I just uh, never got into at all as a kid. And mm-hmm. like as an adult, when those movies started coming out, like I, I already knew that I wasn't a fan of Michael Bay's style. So I like I never watched those. Yeah. Um, and then people were like uh, a couple of years ago, that Bumblebee movie came out and they're like, oh, this one's actually good. It's it's not by Michael Bay. And I watched it and I was like, eh. <laughs> I wasn't okay. impressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It just—it's not a, a property that speaks to me. I think I've seen almost all the Transformers movies. Not the Beast one, I think maybe, but uh, yeah, they're not good. I'm not happy with watching them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one, this one might be a mess, but I gotta say, I am pretty intrigued by it, and I might actually see it in theaters. Um, October fourth, twenty twenty four. Uh, Joker, Folia Do, um, director Todd Phillips helms this follow-up to the wildly successful R-rated take on the iconic Batman villain that earned Joaquin Phoenix the Oscar for Best Actor. In Folia Do, he'll be joined by Lady Gaga, who is playing his love interest, Harley Quinn, and the film will reportedly be a musical. Um, so I gotta say, with the first Joker, like in the lead-up to it, I was like, this is gonna suck really mm. bad. Like, I really did not have any faith. My expectations were just really down. But then I watched the movie, and I gotta say, I actually quite like the Joker. I, um, I, so it's not perfect, but I like it quite a bit. Um, but that being said, like, when they were tossing around doing a sequel, I was like, I really think it should just be a one off, and and maybe it should be. Uh, but I don't want to judge this movie, like, you know too much because like i said the first one uh was definitely above my expectation and joaquin phoenix is great um um and i don't know if i've really seen lady gaga in any any of her movies but i think she's you know gotten fairly good reviews um for some of her stuff um so yeah i'm definitely uh intrigued by it what about you i mean i never saw the first one but i did hear interesting things like kind of both sides like you know People were on the fence a little bit when I from what I heard, but uh, I mean, if it's good, then I'll go back and watch the first one too. Maybe I'm also not uh, typically a fan of musicals, but um, this one intrigues me enough that I'll, I'll I, I would still watch it just because it's you know uh, in that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ, I have no context at all for this this next one. Have you're a horror fan? Have you ever watched any of the Terrifier movies? I've seen the reviews for it. It's about this uh, Art the Clown. Uh, he just kind of haunts like random people, and eventually, I guess, he kills them. But it's just about this clown that haunts people. Okay. Uh, well, apparently, there's a third one, Terrifier Three, uh, October twenty fifth, twenty twenty four. Uh, we don't know much about the third installment of the cult favorite horror franchise, Terrifier, but we do know that David Howard Thornton will return to play Art the Clown, and that the film will be set on Christmas Eve. The budget is also reportedly much larger than the previous two films, so fans can look forward to upgraded production value. Do you hmm. happen to know when Terrifier 2 would have came out? Probably pretty recently, like probably last couple of years. Oh, because I thought, was the first one like an old fan? Like, I, I was thinking this was like an no, older franchise. New. Are they? Is okay. It, they're based on like some sort of... Uh, a short films or indie films, something like that. Like, uh, but it was a character, like a side character that they made into like this, this is their own, like, you know, storyline, their own main character. Okay. Man, AJ, next year, Sony is just hammering everybody. November mm-hmm. 8th, 2024, Venom 3. Wow. Okay. I thought Tom, they were done with Venom. Nope. There's another one. Tom Hardy returns for this third installment of the Spider-Man adjacent anti-hero franchise, centering on a San Francisco reporter possessed by an alien symbiote. Writer Kelly Marcel steps in behind the camera for this one, whose plot we really don't know much about. You know, I'm wondering if that one will maybe get pushed to 2025, just because, like, even if they get it done, does Sony really want three of their superhero movies to come out in a single year? Especially if the other ones don't review well. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking too. Like Venom is going to be their highly touted movie of the year, like compared to the other two. And it's not anything to be excited about, you know, considering the second one wasn't that good. The the third one, I think they're losing people with every movie they make, you know, for Venom. So uh, I don't know. It just seems like a. It, the sad thing is for Sony here, like it was their strongest character. 
You know, like they should have come out the bat, come out the gate swinging. You know, like they should have really knocked it out of the park with Venom, because now they're, they're they're scraping the bottom of the barrel with Madam Web and Craven the Hunter and whoever Morbius. Like it's just so bad. I mean, <laughs> the, the one that they should have hit like a home run with, they didn't, and now it's just they're limping along. And what really disappoints me is you, you know, there's been a lot of talk because this year, man, Marvel and DC like had some huge bombs in the superhero mm-hmm. space and like yeah. most of the superhero movies now are struggling. So there's all this talk of, you know, uh, superhero fatigue. If these three movies all come out next year and they all suck, you know, it's not Marvel or DC's fault, but that is going to cause superhero fatigue. Yeah. It's going to hurt Marvel and DC. What Sony does here is going to hurt Marvel and DC. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, the James Gunn reboot with Superman and all that will, you know, energize people to see the new DC movies. But like at the same time, like how many just normal people off the street even know that DC is going to reboot with a exactly. new universe? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And so, and, and Marvel's going to have Aquaman coming out soon. Oh. Like, you know, they still got a bomb a little bit more. That's true. And like, I don't think, um, I heard that movie's not tracking well as far as like yeah. prospective ticket sales, which doesn't surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things that like, I'm sure we can have fun picking it apart on the show and doing a review of it. But at the same time, I'm almost like my expectations are so low for that movie, man. Yeah. And I just, I, I'll be shocked if that movie's even okay. That's where my expectations are at. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> and like the thing is, they already pissed off so many people by keeping a what's her name in it, uh, poopy bed. What's her name? Oh yeah, Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Yeah, like they pissed off so many people by keeping her in this movie. I, I don't know why they did it. I don't know if she has some sort of contractual thing that she has to be in the movie or they can't make it or something. I don't know, but it just seems like such a bad decision. If they didn't do a reshoot where she uh, poops the waterbed, I mean, they, <laughs> they dropped the ball big time. For sure. <laughs> At least you see bubbles coming out from behind her. <laughs> uh, well, AJ, uh, we already on this list had one uh, uh, surprising sequel to a 90s movie. Now we get another one. Uh, November 22nd, 2024, Gladiator 2. Uh, now this one is uh, directed by Ridley Scott, so Ridley Scott returns to dr- to direct this sequel to the historical uh, historical epic Gladiator. The story will reportedly revolve around a grown-up Lucius, played by Paul Mescal, who has become emperor, and will see the return of Connie Nielsen as Lucilla. Actually, I might be wrong. Maybe Gladiator came out like in two thousand. I don't know. I was thinking late night. So, at any case, it's an old it's ago. an old movie. 20, yeah, twenty something. Yeah, yeah. Um. Gladiator is one of those movies I watched once back in the day, and I was like, yeah. it's fine, but I never felt compelled to ever watch it again. Um, back, back in the 90s and early 2000s, I feel like everything was a hit. You know, like, if you put a little bit of effort, if you just put money into a movie, you know, and call it a blockbuster, it was going to be a blockbuster hit, you know, back then. Whereas, it did kind of feel that way, yeah. Yeah, whereas these days, like, there's so many options. You have so many different forms of, like, getting content, YouTube, whatever. Like, people don't have to go out and watch your your blockbuster, you know? Like, they don't need to... Yeah, it's, it's harder <laughs> now. Except for Marvel yeah. movies, which were doing great, except until now. You know, I almost wonder with this trouble Marvel is having, if it'll cause them to eventually increase the window between, like, theatrical release and when it hits Disney+, Plus, just to, like, try to get more people to watch in theaters. Because... A lot of people are trained now, like, oh, I'll just wait for streaming, you know? Yeah. And so with the struggling they've been having at the box office, it makes me wonder if they'll start start doing that, you know? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might work out, like, in their favor. Like, people will sign up to watch the movie, at least for that one month, you know? And that's, right. You know, granted, you could have four or five people watch it for, like, $15, whereas you could, in the theater, have them all pay 15 each. But, you know, maybe that person sticks with the – you know, subscription for a while. Who knows? I think that's what they're banking on, you know, that the person comes and stays. So I don't know. Let's see how it works out for them. You know, one of the big thing in the actor strike they were trying to get was um, for streamers to have to release um, all their, their numbers of like how many people are watching everything. You know, mm-hmm. 
I think basically just to make sure they're getting paid what they should for royalties and stuff. And I don't think they necessarily got that in, in the resolution, mm. but I wish they would have, because I would be super curious. Well, even just like to see like subscriber spikes and stuff when like a new Marvel movie hits the platform and see like, Hey, does that make a, a big difference? Just, yeah. I, I would be very curious to see stats on, on that kind of stuff. And like what really like makes, um, streamer numbers grow and, and just see like how many, you know, rise and fall and, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. I think all these price hikes justified, you know, like, right. they keep, yeah, you know, they, they keep saying that that's what it is, but we don't know. Maybe they're just doing it for the money. <laughs> you know, one other thing is like these streamers hate churn, which is where people do like I do and be like, oh, there's nothing on there right now. I'm going to quit and I'll let it stack up for several months. And then when yeah. there's something on there, I want, I'll go back. They don't like us doing that. And but they keep raising prices to the point to where like now it's like, well, if you wanted to be subscribed to everything, you'd be paying so much money. Like For what sure. other option do you have if you're just a normal person to pick and choose, you know? Yeah. I've canceled all my subscriptions for now. Like I'm waiting till like yeah, there needs to be there needs to be a backlog of great content for me to like go back and stream. But right now I feel like I've watched everything. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel on these streaming services, Netflix for sure. So like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for a while. Yeah. I haven't had Netflix in, in several months and I really haven't missed it. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious uh, around Christmas um, that uh, Zack Snyder's rebel moon movie comes out, which is kind of like, you know, sci-fi like star Warsian type movie. Mm-hmm. I'm somewhat like interested in that, but I don't know if I'm interested enough to resubscribe. Maybe right. if we decide we want to do it for the show, maybe I would consider it, but we'll see. Um, November 27th, 2024, uh, Wicked Wicked Part 1. The legendary Broadway musical that tells the tale of the Wicked Witch of the West uh, from a different perspective is getting a two-part film uh, adaptation. Director John M. Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights, will take audiences to Oz, while Cynthia Erivo and Ariana Grande will play Elphaba and Glinda, respectively. You know, I have no context for this at all. I, I know that Wicked is like a huge Broadway like success, mm-hmm. um, but I've never even seen uh, the original Wizard of Oz. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Like again, like musicals and stuff, not really my jam. There, there's certain mm-hmm. exceptions, but like, so yeah, I just really have no. Uh, I mean, I probably won't watch this, but. But I understand why it exists. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've thought about watching uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz just because it seems like one of those things I should have. It seems like one of those like super famous movies. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to sit down and, and watch it sometime. It was inescapable for me as a kid. I, had, I like it was always on TV or we had the movies. We had everything. Like We had the movie, but we I watched it like so many times. I feel like I memorized it at some point. I feel like it's something my parents must not have been into or else I would have sought, you know, just by like osmosis as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, if it was, I'm sure it was on TV every year and they just like weren't into it. So yeah, I, I never yeah. ended up watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, AJ, this next one has a date, but based on some of the details here, I would say there's absolutely no way this movie is coming out next year. So it says December 13th, 2024, the, another uh, Karate Kid movie. But it says directed by TBA, starring TBA. <laughs> if they haven't picked out uh, a director and cast, I don't see how this movie is coming yeah. out next year. Uh, but it says the popular Netflix series Cobra Kai has helped uh, uh, keep the iconic 80s martial arts franchise alive and kicking and the popular consciousness. And in 2024, Sony will head back to the IP dojo with a remake of the original flick. Few additional details have been revealed, uh, though it is confirmed that the movie will have no connection to the Netflix show. Man, Karate Kid, I know I saw that movie when I was a kid, but I have almost zero recollection of it. Like, I, I kind of remember, like, some of the famous... the typical 80s, 90s movies, whatever yeah. it was. Like, there was a girl who's dating a jerk, and he was, like, the weakling who learns right. karate and defeats the bully and gets the girl... And Mr. Miyagi is his men- mentor. Right. Yeah, I know all the basics, but I just like, um, and, and, and Cobra Kai, I know a lot of people love it, but my thing was like, why would I try Cobra Kai if I have, 
no enthusiasm for like the original movies. You know right. what I mean? So I just yeah. I never even tried it. Um, December 13th, 2024. Um, another animated movie I, I won't see. The Lord of the Rings, The War for Rohirrim. Uh, Warner Brothers' latest film in the Lord of the Rings universe is the animated prequel that follows the exploits of Helm Hammerhand, the legendary king of Rohan, home of the horseman known as the Rohirrim, that played a big part in the Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Brian Cox will lend his voice to the central character, who reigned 183 years before the events of The Two Towers, while the latter film's Miranda Otto reprises her role as Eowyn, uh, who will serve as a framing device for the story. Man, I, I'm not big on fantasy stuff, and especially Lord of the Rings. I I watched those movies somehow. I was bored to tears the whole time. Yeah. And I just... I. I know people love it. Sorry, but I just, I don't care. Yeah, I never got into the Lord of the Rings either, man. I watched them all, but I just didn't get the hype. Like, I Same. don't know. Yeah. Same. I could not get into them. I was bored. Um, Man, people talk about superhero fatigue. I'm crossing my fingers that live action uh, Disney remake fatigue is going to set in soon. Uh, because December 20th, uh, 2024, Mufasa colon the lion king uh the live action lion king which was 100 percent computer generated and not actually live action is getting a prequel that will explore the backstory of simba's father mufasa james earl jones who voiced mufasa in the original lion king and the remake will not voice this younger version of mufasa and instead aaron pierre will play the character kevin harrison jr will play scar who goes by taka when the events of the film take place Man, I could not care less about this. Um, like, I'm trying to, like, I don't know. They keep making these live action Disney movies. And I know some of them have done well. But I just, yeah. I think I might have actually saw, like, the uh, the Jungle Book one that was made like this. And I didn't like that either. So, like, okay. I'm just, I could not care less. Yeah, I'm not down for it. Um, another sequel of a franchise that I know a lot of people are, uh, like, but I don't care about, uh, December 20th, 2024, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog film franchise is speeding right along uh, and a third installment that will presumably, uh, bring back Ben Schwartz as Sonic, Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails, and Idris Elba as Knuckles. Uh, Jim Carrey, who played the villainous Dr. Robotnik in the first two movies, might sit this one out as he's been talking about retiring from acting, but there will be at least one foe given, uh, giving Sonic a run for his money as Sonic 2 teased the new villain, Shadow the Hedgehog, in its post credits scene. AJ, are you excited for Sonic the Hedgehog 3? Uh, not excited, but I'll watch if my nephews want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know Lester has watched those because they were, like, into them, so. Yeah. Um... Oh, a little Christmas horror movie. Uh, December 25th, 2024. Nosferatu, directed by Robert Eggers. Uh, Robert Eggers, who directed The Witch, The Lighthouse, and the action epic The Northman, um, has been working uh, for years on a remake of the classic 1922 vampire film of the uh, same name. Uh, it looks to follow a similar plot centering on a young woman, uh, played by Lily Rose Depp, and the vampire, played by Bill Skarsgård, who is infatuated with her. Um, I've heard of Nosferatu. I have really no context to what the story is. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people say that Robert Eggers is a good director, but I've I've actually never seen any of his other movies, so I I can't really comment. I've kind of been interested in watching The Witch and The Northman at times, but I never pulled the trigger and actually watched them. I don't know if you've watched any of those. I watched The Witch. It was that mo the movie, right? Right. How was yeah, that? That was, right. that was okay. Wasn't, I don't know. It was okay. Just okay. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, this article also says um, to be determined about Spider-Man beyond the Spider-Verse, but I, I I think they've actually said that that's not coming out next year. Maybe I'm wrong, but mm. I I I don't think that'll be out in 2024. But mm -hmm. hey, whenever it comes out, I'll I'll be excited to see it. Yeah. Um, so, AJ, that's the end of their list. I, I assume um, there's things on that uh, they did not include on this list and probably things that will get pushed into 2025 that were on yeah. this list. Um, but what sticks out to you as far as, like, um, what you're excited for? 
the Beetlejuice remake seems like it'd be, it might be interesting. Looking forward to that. Um, I can say what I'm not excited for. <laughs> that's the uh, Sony movies. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know, here's the, the thing that kind of sucks about the Sony movies. is like, let's say they turn things around and these movies come out and they're actually very good. You still have this, like, start of a bunch of bad movies so it's yeah, like exactly. it, it's it would hard to be get to get excited about their universe just because there's so much bad yeah. <laughs> already you know what i mean yeah um honestly yeah like they need sony they need marvel to like hold their hand like they did with spider-man like do this right because i just don't think sony has it in them to like be able to make a superhero movie well you know what's weird is so they made that deal with marvel to where you know the tom holland spider-man can be in those movies. And I don't know all the details of the contract, but I don't think it makes it impossible for them to, um, you know, cast another Spider-Man or even maybe even use Tom Holland, like in these movies, they haven't. And I'm glad that they haven't, but I don't think, um, you know, it's necessarily stated that they can't, but yeah, man, my hope is that one day Sony will just, sell spider-man to marvel and we'll be done yeah, with this so nonsense just let but, it go yeah like hopefully they stop making any money off of these and they just learn like we can't do it give it to the guys who can but i i think my most anticipated on this list is probably uh the mad max furiosa movie okay um but also i'm very interested in dune part two mm-hmm. um i'm actually pretty uh interested that, um well, I, I definitely want to see a trailer for the ballerina, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm I'm kind of interested in that just because it's set in that John Wick universe. So uh, there's a there's a few movies on this list that I'm excited for, a whole lot that I'm not. But uh, um, I, I was like going over this list and being like, okay, at least uh, there's a few. Th- oh, and Deadpool three, definitely want to see oh, Deadpool yeah, three. Sure. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad there's a mix and that it's not. You know, for once, it's not just all like superhero movies we're excited for because right. it's kind of overall, it looks like a weak uh, year for superhero movies. So I'm glad yeah. we're getting uh, things like Mad Max and Dune uh, to kind of like throw some different flavors in there. Yeah. Um, but AJ, I think that'll do it. We 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 uh, we went over an hour talking about the movies. Um, but is there anything you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I'm good, man. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Leave us a comment down below. Tell us what movies you're excited for in uh, 2024. And also uh, what movies uh, you uh, dread watching maybe uh, coming out. Um, But subscribe both to the YouTube channel and uh, in audio form on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, Thumbs up, positive reviews. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter slash X at Zach Jones Live. That's Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-E-S-L-I-V-E. And that'll do for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care.